if you're asking me if i feel haunted <laughs> deeply qu- quite a bit quite deeply spiritually haunted. haunted uh yeah yeah kind of like um i just the arches is really fucking with me This is Ambridge to Nowhere. I'm Alex Horn, a uh, radio producer, performer, and recently made unemployed member of the public. Mm-hmm. And I'm Ray, a robot with the ability to love the archers. <laughs> and uh, also a robot that can see ghosts. Okay, so ghosts. Beep boop. <laughs> beep boop ghosts, I think, is going to be the big thing. The ghost of a gibbon. <laughs> So, uh, I was going to say a gibbon fact. Um, do you want a gibbon fact? Oh yeah. So, um, that we are we are great apes. Hominids are great apes. Humans, uh, gorillas, mm-hmm. chimpanzees. Uh, I've often been called that. Yeah. Yeah, bonobos uh, and orangutans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all great apes. Uh, gibbons, just apes. It's not that great. Yeah, you know it's fine. They're just fine apes. They're just apes. I mean, they do. They are ghosts, so they got they that going for them. They're ghost apes. Ghosts, ghost apes. But that's difficult oh, to put this down. This is going to be even more funny if I misremembered the name of this ghost. So this ghost is probably maybe called George Gibbons. I just feel like he's probably called George Gibbons. Is that the present? What if that's the name of someone currently alive on the Archers, though? And I've mixed it up. Well, I looked George Gibbons up, and it didn't come up as a character on the Archers. I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't be this podcast unless I'd completely misremembered something about the Archers. Or Flapjacks. Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember if it was Flapjacks or Granola now. I think it was Flapjacks. Who who knows? Jill's more of a Flapjack woman than a Granola woman. <laughs> Those are the two genders, really. Flapjack or Granola. A flapjack or a Granola. We were um, talking about this a lot before, so ignore our, ignore our hilarious jokes about binary gender. <laughs> also, hi, Dad. My dad was on the phone to me earlier and told me he listens to this show. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently... Okay, this is a great bone because apparently someone else's parents are going to listen as well. Eli, come over to my mic and say who you are. We are joined in the studio. Eli's not guesting in the... In the traditional yeah, th- those sense. Those noises are going to be so... <laughs> Eli's an old, old man. I am an old man. Hello. I'm just here, I guess. My name is Eli. Eli is also a, yes. an actor and <laughs> an extraordinary performer. Wow, that was that's, a that's a mood. That's some good yes. some good audio. I'm glad you said it because I wasn't gonna say it. Okay. I'm just the guy uh who thinks about Will Grundy a lot recently. Um Don't we all So we just thought we'd have yeah. I don't, but that's <laughs> Well that's kind of the point. I think I'm not allowed podcast. to think about Will yeah, Grundy. Yeah, you're not allowed much. to think about Will Grundy. Uh, Why did you ask me? I just asked you to introduce yourself okay. because because your parents are apparently gonna listen. Oh yeah, I made my parents. I, I like sent the link to my fam, so I hope that I, I well I like pre-listened to the first few episodes to show that it was mildly appropriate. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's... I I told my parents about this with the hope that they wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> That's the trouble is I didn't even tell my dad. 
but he follows me on Twitter. So, so he clicked the link. He just he follow he he listens to anything I make, which is lovely. Uh, yeah, but so I far have he might be the only one. Because <laughs> this is the first episode that we're recording where the show is up. Yes, so yeah, we're that's live weird. now. Um, the f- the fun thing was the first thing he said to me was. So who is your target demographic for this show? <laughs> oh, that was the first question I was hoping someone would ask. And, uh, I'm going to consider that an, a, a submitted question. So before we get into like the recap, like this round of recap. So our first question I'm comes from my dad. First question from, what's your dad's name? Stuart. Stuart. First question from Stuart, number one fan of the show. <laughs> who is our target demographic? Our target demographic is alex because that's what i said it's for me this whole thing is just for me and you no one else i'm i'm the whole point of it is that i'm not the target demographic of the archers but i'm making you the target demographic of my bullshit bold this whole honestly as far as i'm concerned this whole podcast is the most important question you can ask us this whole podcast is about audience response and the the audience has responded to say, me, hi, I don't know why I listen to The Archers, so... That's actually true. If, if, if on a mildly serious point about this show, that is really what this is about. It's about wh- who is The Archers made for? Clearly not us, but why are you still so fascinated the by it? Archers... The Archers isn't made for farmers. The Archers isn't made for people who don't farm. The Archers isn't made for humans. <laughs> <laughs> the archers is made for bovine experts the only thing we know about the archers is that when we're all in our bunkers it there will, will be continue. a bbc and it will be to make the archers and we don't know how we're still paying our license fee but even down in the bunker we are we are paying our license fee and yep. that's how the archers is yep. getting made yep 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 i am well, I want to, you know, with this whole demographic thing again, because we talked about Archer's Extra. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we Ambridge Extra about, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I remember existing, and I don't really know if the reason it stopped was because of itself internally or just the whole thing that happened that I don't really understand with Extra. The whole extra economy crashed or whatever, didn't it? It really did. And, like, the plus one yeah. thing as well. Like, everything surrounding media crashed while media soared. Yeah, it's like... I think... It's promising for this show. Everyone who would have listened to extra in their minds were people who already, like, listened to a ton of stuff on Radio 4. Because this isn't an, an uh, all Radio 4 is for old people thing, because... I listen to a ton of Radio 4 other than The Archers, and I know two people in this room do as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely listen to a lot of the comedy stuff. Yeah. And then, oh, we talked about this in the first episode, it's when I hear the theme song that the, the channel changes. Yeah, it's like a conditioned response. It really is. It's, it's the not same even, with... like, I don't think most people actually have a prejudice against The Archers, they just have a conditioned response to <laughs> find, to like, they hear the theme song and they're like, oh, um... Quick, quick. Radio 4 has to stop existing for Quick, to Radio 4 Extra. Yeah. Uh, The one surviving bastion of Extra on the internet. I feel like we might loop around to this, but I want to... I'm going to give you the option now. We have, I think, three major topics to talk about. All I know and care about is ghosts. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. Okay. Okay. 
please. So, talking about who won the bid. <gasps> oh my god, it happened. Yeah, and I know you want to know. Oh no, but we were going to call that episode Juice Village to- versus... We haven't named the episode yet. That's true, but ghosts. <laughs> but ghosts. Okay. Uh, okay, who won the bid? Ghost Village. Um, <laughs> who won the bid? And Ghost the juiced. drama surrounding it, which is... I have to say the most hilarious family drama that they've done okay. in recent memory. Brilliant. Two, Will Grundy. Yep, a name. Just a whole, that whole thing. A name I recognise. And three, ghosts. <laughs> Barely perceptible on the wind. Ghosts. Ghosts. Ghost hunters. I love that show. Did you watch that show? Ghost hunters. Is that where they ghost, would just go into Ghost Hunter? I don't know. It was robots a CB- in disguise. It was like a CBBC show. Did you watch it? it? Yeah, what what is it? Oh, you coming to the mic? Yeah, I just have a thing to say about Ghost Hunters. Um, fuck Ghost Hunters, because oh. all the Ghost Hunters are really rude to the ghosts. They're always just like, come was... out and face me! And it's well, just that was like... the show. The Ghost Hunters were the villains, right? Of the CBBC show. Yeah. Are we... Am I rem- misremembering the name of the show? No, I'm, I'm remembering, remembering a CBBC show hunters. that was about a poor little Cockney orphan boy ghost being hunted by an old, old, crazy old lady. Was she not? Was she a crazy old lady? CBBC. Oh my god, are you looking it up? Yeah, of course I am. This is like worse than our the ghost. No, this hunter. is better than our years and years segment. The ghost hunter. A couple becomes involved in a dangerous game with a maniac. No, that's, that's a not British it. drama series. No, I don't think that's it. The Ghost Hunter, two thousand CBBC TV show. Maybe then. There's so many weird CBBC shows I remember. There was one with a a girl who was a robot in it, and that was pretty good. And then Wolf Blood and Young Dracula, obviously, which we've been talking about in our, in our like shared. Existence. This woman is trying to find spectral energy. Off yeah, of this poor shoe shine boy. Yeah, like I mean, she wants spectral it? energy, so she's hunting ghosts. So it's like, and he was, he was a shoe shiner. <laughs> I don't remember wow. if he was Cockney. He's like, he's like, he's a Victorian shoe shine boy. He I can't remember if he was like Edwardian been. or Victorian. Or... I believe it was Victorian. Wow, uh, our recommendation for this this week's episode sponsored by the Ghost Hunter, a two thousand CBBC I show. I couldn't possibly think of a way to find that show. Maybe a DVD exists of it somewhere. Someone's put it on. It's really old now, like even old. It's nearly twenty years old. Oh my god! There's so many got. There's so many weird CBBC shows that I could talk about forever. Shoebox Zoo. Did you watch Shoebox Zoo? No, I don't understand. Shoebox Zoo. This is our next podcast. It's about. I mean, the spin-off of this should be a a podcast where we just talk about weird CBC shows I watch. It's just any shoebox zoo was a show with a girl who found a shoebox, and in it there were four animals made from different materials that were sentient. It was like they were like actual animals made out of just sort of inanimate. Yeah, and they were created by a magician. Was he evil? He was no, evil. the guy who made them wasn't. The guy who wanted to get them was e- was evil. He was like a sorcerer and he had, there was like a book thing and they were like in a castle. It was just like a whole period of CBBC shows where everyone was hanging out in castles. Clearly the BBC got their hand on some sweet just heritage got, filming found sites. a castle. <laughs> yeah. And filmed everything there. Um. So, yeah, you have to pick one of the three topics. Cool. Uh. Let's... I, I have to know about the bid. We you need have to know to, about the bid? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... So to recap, 
we were between Juice Village, which was basically planting a bunch of of, of fruit trees in pretty much any green space in yeah. the village, taking it over with trees. Uh, Just like farmers love. Yeah. Uh, trees. Or the other thing was... Uh, Soil Academy. Yes, that was the two that you were invested in. Oh, were they? Were they not the only two? Those are the they two I cared the one, about. Neither of them won. No. No. So the what bid happened? that won, the bid that won, was rewilding Ambridge. Hey, that's that's actually really cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, really cool. <laughs> so there were three major, uh, um, there were three major bids that didn't win. Rewilding one, and then there were three other bids mm-hmm. that were the important bids because they were connected to main characters. So Orchard Village, or Juice Village as we call it on this podcast, was um, one branch of the Archer's family, Tom and his new wife, his new Welsh wife, mm-hmm. who we love and haven't called stupid on this podcast. Um, <laughs> they were away in Cuba when they found out. They did do their bid, but they found out they didn't get it. And then you had the Aldridge bid, um, headed by Adam, which was Soil Academy. Yes. Which it kind of was pretty unsexy in the end. And I, I'm no. not a huge fan of how Adam's been handling things, which we'll get into. Okay. And then uh, Zero Carbon Brookfield, which is the other branch of the Archers family, which is uh, headed by Ruth and David. They're technically... It's interesting to me because they're technically seen as the main family on the show, but that's not really how I feel about it because that's not... <laughs> they're not main to you. Well, the time when I was really getting back into it, it was, Helen was the major character, so... Right, yeah. And I just have slightly more affection for the Pat and Tony branch, and they're organic, and I think that's super cool. Although I have mixed feelings about what organic means and should mean in the context of current farming that's a whole thing that's not Um, to do with the archers that's just general no it is to do i think we'll eventually talk talk about my my the the foibles of organic farming and whether or not it's pejoratively a good thing that will only be available on our organic feed (laughs) <laughs> yeah this is non-organic this, this is not I'm an sorry organic podcast you... this um this podcast is gluten-free but it's not organic <laughs> we do um, use pesticides in this podcast yes um so none of those won and rewilding ambridge our, our winner was rewilding ambridge which was a multi-family multi-character bid so you had rex fairbrother who we've not really talked about at all he's part of the fairbrother family they were a big family yeah, the they were like one of the original yeah. layout. Um, he's the he's the son of someone who was a big character in the show. Okay, who's not a character in the show anymore. Um, Rex and Toby, fair brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Rex is like in the Archer's family though by relation, because his brother Toby had a child with Pip Archer. Okay, who's one of the other people in this bid. Mm-hmm. So he's in like technically like a an Archer-in-law. He's. They're not married, so what would you call it? Like a uncle, an extra uncle, <laughs> uncle Archer. Yeah. Yeah, and Pip Archer, who's the source of the drama that we're going to talk about. Okay. And then Phoebe Aldridge, who is, I know, I know, I kind of put the whole Aldridge family on my curds list. You did. 
But I don't really actually consider Phoebe part of the Aldrich family. Just Aldrich by name, not by nature. Well, she's part of the unit, but I consider her more Roy's child than I do Kate's child in some ways. Because Kate's a bad mum. Okay. <laughs> we just call out all the bad parents in this show. Yeah, though. She's... She has a lot of good qualities as a mum, but she wasn't really there for Phoebe and is still very immature, even as an adult. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Kate as well, but staying on the on the bid thing. So um, Phoebe and Rex initially came up with this bid. So they were floating ideas around. Um, Phoebe's just gone out of Oxford. So she's kind of like in a space of like looking for things to do and like deciding what her life's going to be about. So this is a really high pressure, interesting thing for her to do right out of university. Yeah. Um, I get half a million pounds. Um, That'd be nice. <laughs> having just got out of university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, me and me both have, haven't we? Woohoo. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, they approach Pip about it. And Pip got really excited about doing rewilding. But Pip was also working on the main family archers bitch at Zero Carbon Brookfield. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure if they changed the name of Zero Carbon Brookfield and if it was originally Zero Carbon Brookfield and it's now something else. It doesn't matter. It's Zero Carbon Brookfield. And she didn't tell her parents that she was also working, working on, on two bits, okay. which both got through to the fi- to be runners up, mm-hmm. and she was like at a meeting with with um, Rex and Phoebe, um, and Phoebe was like, "Wait, your parents do know about this, right?" And she was like, oh, "I've been meaning to tell them." <laughs> Hi, I'm Pip. I am supposed to be very intelligent, but I keep making very very stupid decisions over and over again. <laughs> That's kind of what she sounds like. I think I've got her nailed. Wow, that uh, could be the best impression ever, and I'd have no way of <laughs> calling you out on it, so congratulations. Mm, she makes noises like this a lot. Mm. Wow, she sounds like the worst. She's fine. Okay. On the spectrum of characters on the show, she's fine. Okay, so she didn't tell her parents that she was going to win. This is very character, uh, yeah. Um, and then she tells them the day before, after finally being pressured into doing it by Phoebe, who's a good egg. And she was like, I'm not comfortable with the situation. And um, her parents overreacted a little bit. Oh, no. Like, I would be mad at Pip. And she's a big idiot. Um, but Ruth was like, you're going to ruin our whole bid, bid. And at points was like, was this intentional? Like, you intentionally trying to do this to us. You're playing your games. You're doing your things. And everyone was like hating on Phoebe as well. Because everyone thought that Phoebe was like being underhanded. And a bunch of people in the family were mad that Phoebe hadn't told people that she was doing this. Right. Because why didn't she ask for our advice? She's young and foolish and doesn't know the ways of the world. That was like the tone of, of people course. criticizing Phoebe. And Because um, it's the archers. It's, yeah, Kate it's was a way like, to criticize young people. Yeah, Kate was the only one who was like super pro re- rewilding tonally on the show. And that's really funny because you're not supposed to trust Kate. So. <laughs> Is that just a rule that we accept? Kate. Kate Kate's framed as an idiot. Okay. So her being the like major Same. vocal proponent for rewilding, I was like, not good. Yeah. Um anyway, she tells them and they say you have to choose. You have to pick our bid or rewilding. Okay. And you think 
she's definitely going to pick Brookfield. That's her family. Right. But she doesn't. She picks Rewilding and gets chucked out of the Brookfield bid, which is the farm that she works on. It's her family and she works there. And um, they, they, the archers doesn't usually get me, but they really got me. I did not think Rewilding was going to win. Ooh. Because when they did the thing... I should have I should have known that they were red herring me. Herring herringing me. Herringing. Herringing. Yeah. They were red herringing me. Mm-hmm. Because when they when they were doing the bids, so there was a panel of judges who were experts and Peggy, who's a monster. <laughs> who's not an expert. She's an Do expert. She's an expert destructor of family unity. She's an expert in that. In she sounds of, great, though. She's a, We've she, about, she is we've a climate specialist. Emotional climate. <laughs> Emotional climates. Um, oh, God, I love Peggy. Um, yeah, she sounds wonderful. She's like the matriarch, right? This she's the, the matriarch, that, yeah. and this isn't even the first time that she's, like, caused the family Torn to families apart. apart. <laughs> I'm kind of on Tony's side with this one. But, um, yeah, so... They asked the judges asked like very specific questions to the rewilding people, and they were like, "Do you what la- amount of land do you have to already do rewilding on?" And mm-hmm. they were like, "Uh, none." And it's I like was in like, "Dragon's Den, ooh, when they go in and they say like, good. how much have you made so far?'" And they're like, "Well, it's just I don't have the numbers on the top of I my head. I actually owe eight thousand pounds of credit card debt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a good callback." <laughs> Man, Natasha on Drag uh, on Dragon's Den would be. <laughs> I'm asking best. for eight thousand pounds to pay off my eight thousand pounds credit card debt for a hundred percent of my credit card debt. <laughs> Dragons. <laughs> yeah. So they asked these specific questions, and I got totally fooled. And I was like, okay, so there's no way it will win because it's not got it's not got it's not got any foundation to start with, but it won. Okay. Amazing. Um, so they have no kind land. Of excited? Yeah, I mean they have half a million, but land is really expensive. Notoriously. So the question is, how are they going to do this shit? You okay, know? so let. There was a whole period as well where David and Ruth were still really mad at, at Pip mm-hmm. before they even found out that Pip had won. But they've technically forgiven her, but it's like on the rocks. Yeah, everything's on the rocks right now. I can't think of a single person in the show who isn't on the rocks. <laughs> it's really stressing me out. I like my archers like I like my whiskey. Everyone's like, I've been describing it to people, and I've been like, go shit, then trauma, then go shit, then trauma, then romance sitcom, then trauma. And they've been like, surely that's like relaxing though. And I'm like, no, because it's just bullshit, and then <laughs> awful bullshit. <laughs> it's not like. It's not like a break with kindness from despair. It's, it's a break with insanity <laughs> from insanity. It's just two spectrums of insanity. <laughs> okay. Um, the Archers, technically, is an educational show. How much rewilding knowledge did, did these Archers so, throw at you? What the Archers gave me was a lot of negativity. Majoritively negative okay press on rewilding because you have adam who's kind of adam's kind of consistently supposed to be the voice of reason and he doesn't like rewilding for he his general approach to it is 
it like doesn't prioritize farmers and it's like people need to eat whereas like for me i i don't think that's really a premise that we need to talk about with rewilding because it's more about the future quality of the land Mm. it's not like about helping current farmers yeah and it's it's also not like the by the sounds of it by the fact that they didn't have a bunch of farming land going into this project yeah it doesn't sound like they're going to be taking other people's uh you know not well the big thing with rewilding this so i technically did research for this because um our good friend jay just moved back into town Mm -hmm. who is a is Jay an ecologist or a zoologist officially? Zoologist. zoologist officially. Okay. So I just like straight up asked. I was like, okay, tell me everything you know about rewilding and if you're pro rewilding. Um, the big thing with rewilding is predators. Because part of increasing biodiversity is actually about increasing those large predators. Mm. And farmers don't have a good track record with liking predators and it's kind of the end of the conversation that we reached with jay is if we can't convince farmers that badgers aren't a threat i don't know what we're gonna do about lynxes right yeah yeah fair enough because lynxes aren't actually a threat because they're notoriously shy Yes. I've been given all this information from a zoologist. If someone wants to correct me, feel free. I mean, I have I, taken this from a source. I've seen one at a zoo. Mostly you go there and they're like, nah, he's not out. He's yeah. over there. He's hiding. I'm like, well, I paid money mm. to see the And <laughs> I feel like we should address this now because this is something I'm super passionate about. Badgers are... Awesome. Badgers are awesome and not, not a threat to farming animals. It's a myth. It's been perpetuated by people and culling them actually increases the threat that they pose to farm animals because when you disturb a badger population that creates more movement Mm. yeah absolutely um and movement is bad because obviously the main issue with badgers is whether or not they're spreading disease to livestock yeah um there's actually been a badger related story on the archers with i think david archer got in a ton of trouble because he tried to shoot a badger oh that's fun yeah, yeah you can't do that I, I i'm never quite sure on what the circumstances of this happening but it's been the reason that i hated david archer i haven't put him on the list because i didn't really feel if i wasn't present for the story i wasn't really sure how to form any feelings about you're it. just like but i'm like based on hearsay yeah <laughs> this dude's an arsehole yeah badger right but anyway i think that rewilding is necessary it's think, hard to yeah. say how we're going to do it. But... For, for the future of arable land. Yeah. It's stuff like Soil Academy is an extra thing and helpful. And Orchard Village is a lovely idea and is technically a form of rewilding, just mm, a little yeah. bit more controlled. Yeah, absolutely. It increases biodiversity, but very specifically and has a lot of drawbacks as well because fruit trees... Not huge pollination attractors. I mean, uh, I mean they are, but yeah, not but not beyond a few. If you don't species. actually do other stuff to increase bees as well, yeah. and other pollinators, because there are other pollinators, yeah. then it's a little tricky. Um, and then, but I just really, really zero carbon Brookfield was very, to be honest, was really just to the benefit of Brookfield, 
because whilst it would be great to get any farm zero carbon if you don't do that on a wide scale it's really low impact yeah and so i'm kind of in major agreeance despite the fact that they need to get all of this land yeah it was the best bid to me yeah there might have been other bids as well that they didn't mention Mm. um shrug they didn't even say that there were other bids that we weren't hearing about which I thought was quite bad storytelling. This is the first time I've said this in the show, but I was like, I'm confused. Are there only these four bids? Only four or... people came forward. <laughs> um, okay, my counter argument. I mean, yeah, rewilding, great, fantastic. I, I agree with you. I'm yes. just now playing devil's advocate and that I want the archers to turn into Animal Crossing and there should be fruit trees everywhere. <laughs> I mean, we and all And all of that. the archers, as far as I'm concerned, are all anthropomorphic animals anyway. There's a horse who's a vet. The... Yes, there was... A... <laughs> The thing I was most upset about with this whole storyline was the kind of collateral thing from everything that's been going on with the Grundies. They were going to put a really great bid in, which was um, doing... I don't think it would have won, but it was a great bid. And it was about um, um It was also kind of a rewilding bid and it was about wildflower meadows and the Grundies like maintain several meadows, which is Mm -hmm. a really good thing to do. It's great for biodiversity. I don't remember or know enough about that to talk about it anymore, but they didn't do the bid. Other things have happened with the Grundies. Do you want to hear any more about... I I think that's good. I'm glad that something that would actually work has won i realize that this is a fiction show but like this is a thing yeah. that if we can tell well <laughs> frankly yeah. old people theoretically it's gonna be happening all over the uk anyway yeah well i hope if, so if we're lucky that should that's the plan it would be nice um so it's cool I to mean, have it knows how represented in in, in really popular media about climate change yet have we uh I mean, no. Are we going to? But I feel like if anyone knows... Are we going to acknowledge that we're all dying? Uh, (laughs) Thank fuck. We we are. uh, But I feel like we've kind of introduced ourselves. And at this point in in the run of the show, I hope that people have got a decent idea about who we are as people and would know our feelings on climate change. I mean... Beyond not believing in climate change. (laughs) Wait, you don't believe in climate change? There's only one opinion to have on climate change, broadly, and then it's bad. Yes. But if we we don't talk for too long about actual Archers-related stuff, I'm going to talk about climate change and talk about a conversation I had, because I think it's relevant. Go for it. But... No, I want to. I want to make sure that we actually talk about the archers okay, for enough. at least our two more topics. So, what do you want next? Okay, let we, we will Grundy we've spoiled the Grundiness. So let's yes. let's talk about Grundy. Ghosts will be a nice thing to end on. Yeah, the the insanity of ghosts versus this. Yeah, whatever this is. So, Will Grundy, we've talked about him before because he's on my list, and also we talked about his his ex wife, kids, his his. Terrible fathering? His, uh, his, uh, he's a widower. Yes. Yeah. She died of sepsis, Nick. Um, More than a year ago now, I think. Um, It's weird. Like, Archer's time is weird to me. 
because I've been chronically depressed for a year. So <laughs> anyway, Nick died. Um, big sad time. And Will's been floundering for a year. Yeah, he didn't deal with it well from what I remember us talking about. To the detriment of his children. Yeah. So he's technically lost two kids now already before this plot, which was um, Jake and Mia, who are his stepchildren. Mm-hmm. So they're Nick's kids. Um, and now he's also lost um, Poppy. So Poppy is his and Nick's child. Mm-hmm. He also has one more child, which is George with Emma. Um, because Will used to be married to Emma, and now Emma is married to his brother, Ed. And we're going to get into that. Okay, yeah. I think um, we mentioned that. He was, for a while, taking Poppy to work with him. He's a gameskeeper. Yes, I recall this. Much danger, middle of the night. She is a very small child. Fantastic. Um, He Good stopped fathering. doing that. Well? Because people found out. Oh. <laughs> not against his own better judgment, just because he... some people found out was not taking care of Poppy. She got chicken pox and he kept taking her to the hospital because he was super paranoid about her dying. Of chicken um, pox. But obvious yes. Okay. But obviously that's actually kinda of worse for her because the last time she was at the hospital her mum died. That's fantastic. Um That was sarcasm. <laughs> and he was stopping her Bev, which I believe is Nick's mother. Okay. So her grandmother from taking care of her even though she'd like he'd like made an agreement with her that she would see Poppy. Mm-hmm. And then Clary had to ask Bev to take care of Poppy for her at one point because Clary was like dealing with like seven different problems at once and no one was able to take care of Poppy. And when Bev had Poppy, Poppy kind of told Bev everything that had been happening and Bev came over and was like, I'm sorry it's come to this, Will, but Poppy's going to stay with me for a while. And I was like, thank God. Right. And you were like supposed to feel bad for Will and I did not at all. Well, he'd been mistreating his child. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's just a scumbag, scumbag generally. And... Wait, before we he continue, blamed his mom. Who, who is Clary? He blamed his mum. Clary is his mum. Okay, cool. So also Poppy's government. Clary's a good egg. A good egg. Clary but... is probably one of the few, like, pretty much solidly, I never had a problem with Clary. That's cool. She's fantastic. Okay. Good, really good person and a hardworking woman and a great mother. Just. just... To her terrible children. <laughs> Fucked up. Her children, Not her fault, just her the child. so bad. Because Ed's on my list this week as well. Okay. So, Ed Grundy has... I was I was thinking about it after what he did to Emma. But he's definitely on the list now. Um. So Will was being really nice to Emma during this whole time as well. Because Ed had basically asked her, him to do a bunch of nice stuff for Emma. Because Emma didn't want to see Ed because of what we talked about last oh, week. Oh, the house. And the house the, and he's... The chicken factory. Her. Yes. Um... For instance, Ed asked Will to buy some of the furniture that Emma was selling that she'd bought for the house. So Will could just eventually give it back to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that. I mean, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, no, it was like one good Will thing to do, but <laughs> Ed had told him to do it. Okay. So it was like tangentially a good thing to do. Right. And then... So so uh, Will uh, and... The grandmother takes the child. 
That's yeah, what we're talking about. That technically happened after what we're about to okay, talk cool. about. Okay, cool. Go for which it. Which was Will and Emma were spending time together and um, they were talking about when they were married. Um, it's always great. Yeah. Um, Must have been a good time. And Will asks, do you regret marrying me? And she says no. And then he kisses her. Well, that's... And then she's like, I'm about to cut a bitch up. (laughs) And she lays into him and was like, your son doesn't want to see you anymore because you suck. It's true. (laughs) And the reason I said I don't regret our marriage is because of our son together. Yeah. Who I love and not because of you because you suck. Amazing. I'm paraphrasing, but I might as well not be. That's pretty much it. And yeah. that's how like, the script stormed went in out, my head. and he was like, "I'm a sad man." And then he loses Poppy, and then Emma walks in on him to apologize to him because that's the kind of thing that the show makes Emma do: apologize to him for saying for... things when he kissed her, because she was right. really mean to him about him. Well, we've talked about kissing the fact his that... brother's wife. Yeah, we've talked about the fact that the Archers has two sides. The Archers hates Emma, and I don't know why. Emma didn't do anything. What did Emma do to what did Emma do to you? <laughs> I don't know who I'm speaking to, but if I'm sure you know who you are. I just if hope you it's don't not like my Emma, dad. you know who you are, and I wanna know what Emma did to you. Why do you hate this woman with free jobs? Because also Hannah was being horrible to Emma all this week. Hammer is like the only one of two Scottish characters on the show, and was like, oh my god, um, Emma, you were being so braggy about finally getting a home for your husband and children. What about me and my desire for a home? A single woman with a stable job. And I was like, Hannah, I will fucking push you into a fresher. (laughs) Shut up. I'm on your side, Hannah, but don't turn on others of the working class or I will cut you. I'm... Emma has many flaws and she has behaved very badly in many ways, but I do not like the way people are treating her and I will defend her to the death. She's been having a rough time this past couple months. I will bleed out on the floor in defense of Emma. Who should marry me as far as I'm concerned? (laughs) I hope, I hope, because Ed, I explained why Ed's terrible. So Emma walks in to apologize and she finds Will cleaning his gun because he's a gameskeeper. And she's like, Will, Will, why have you got that gun? Like that. Well, because he's a gameskeeper. What? No, he's he's drinking and he's got the gun in the house. He's not supposed to have the gun in the house. Oh. It's, not, it's a game gun. It's not. But why is he cleaning it? To shoot himself. But why would you clean your gun? I do... This is the so thing with people well cleaning to guns. Shoot yourself. Emma walks in on this and, you know, is rightfully extremely frightened. And he tells her to get out of the house. And she leaves the house and she calls Will's dad and Will's brother. So Ed, her her husband. They're not ex yet, but I'm... <laughs> they will be. They will be, I hope. So this is Ed um, and Eddie. I hope she leaves Ed dead in a ditch. But, um... So Ed, Ed and Eddie all turn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that many Eds. Um, really, Wait, their dad is Will's also dad. called Ed, right? Yeah, he's Eddie. Um, and and Ed. the younger one's Ed, usually. And then which one is Plank? <laughs> Will. So, so, um, uh, 
Will's dad is really the one who does all of the hard work in talking Will down because mm -hmm. um, this is also the time that um, Ed finds out that Will tried to kiss Emma and like tries to physically go start a fight with Will and the gun goes off at one point because they're wrestling with the gun because it's and it's a whole drama, situation so it has to drama yeah and... has check literally Chekhov's gun yeah and. All I could think during this whole thing is there's an epidemic of male suicide in this country and Will's in a really bad place and it would be absolutely awful and devastating and painful for this family to lose Will, particularly his young children. But I really do think that Will should just disappear from the show for a while. I, uh, and here we get to the heart of the matter. <laughs> the heart of the matter is, I sympathise with his pain, but I don't sympathise with him. Okay. He's so a bad person. Let's have him, in an ideal scenario, he wanders off into the woods. And I should clarify as well, this isn't me being project. like ableist or like weird about mental health or like anything, because I've... I've got about as much rattling around in my head as you could possibly fit. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a flipping swear jar of mental health coins. Clinkity clink. <laughs> clink clink. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, honk honk. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a clown. I'm a sad clown. Yeah. And, but it's. You know, it was a painful situation to listen to in some ways, but he's right. Not to kill himself, but he's right about everything wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, like his reasons are valid, killing... but I don't. I'm I'm going to go on record and say that killing yourself is never the answer to that no. issue. But yes, wandering off into the woods, maybe just for a little alone time where he can think about what he's I done. Mean, they should would be nice, and then we don't have to pay the actor I for a while. Such like a mixed relationship with institutionalization because I'm technically. We have a horrible history of it in the country. Mm, yeah, but, for sure. I mean, maybe we wouldn't if we were mostly locking up depressed fathers who were trying to kill themselves instead of women with opinions. <laughs> and vulnerable, mentally ill people yes. who are not a threat to other people. But, and Will's a threat to other people. Right, that's, I because, think that's the ultimate thing here. And that's where Emma's falling now. And it's why I'm I'm like so in her corner right now. Because there was a conversation after this whole event between Ed and Emma where he was like wait i thought you weren't gonna tell anyone and she was like yeah when you and your dad were like pushing me in a corner to not tell anyone like she genuinely felt threatened i think mm. and she was like i have to tell someone about will like firing a gun and he's like come on don't do that and then he gets onto the topic and he's like he's yeah he's just he's damaged and they called him damaged goods and i was like oh, i great. hate that term yeah that's yes. a terrible phrase and and she was like, yes, I know because of Nick and it was sad and it was tragic, but something needs to be done. And he's like, no, Emma, it goes back further than that. Oh, Will's been always like this since us, since what we did. And I oh. cannot believe they made Ed say this. Ed, who, and I was reminded of this by our, our lovely live studio audience, Eli, Will, Will once beat ed half to death when he found out about That's one of my seminal 
memories. Yeah. And when he found out about Ed and Emma, and it wasn't cheating. If it was cheating and I don't remember the plot line, please, anyone who listens to this, please correct me. Will beat will beat up Ed his for brother. being with Emma. His brother. His brother. Who I think this was also during the time that Ed was crippled by a drug addiction. And like ran away from home and couldn't be found for days. So Will is also the person who lost Ed his job. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and put a big big stamp of poppycock on the victim blaming here. Yeah. And Emma was like, um, you can think that if you want ho, but I ain't having any of it, you're cancelled. Brilliant. And so now Will they're... is not seeing his son anymore, at least for a long time. And I also don't want you in my life. And I was like, yeah, baby. But also she currently, didn't she lose her job in the chicken factory? She didn't lose her job in the chicken factory. She lost a week of, I mean, fucking Ed doesn't have a job. Okay. He, he has a job now. Like he's working at the farmer's market or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't care about his life. I'm anymore. just worried about Emma because from now on in this house, we as stand long as Emma. Ed takes Will's side, I'm not interested in him as an individual. No, literally, I only care about Emma now. Yeah. Only, uh, her and uh, she was like, I don't want anything to do with your family anymore. And I was like, What about Clary? What about just Clary? <laughs> just Clary? Yeah, because Eddie is the fine. Cop show Eddie is unreliable. Clary. Eddie Eddie is unreliable <laughs> and has lied about important things. But is an okay person, mm-hmm. and Clary is the worst thing Clary did recently was rightfully slam Susan into the ground for being a hypocrite. <laughs> Literally Quite slam her into the ground. I, I, I could, you know, it's it's radio. As we, as we it's always radio, say, baby. it's a radio podcast. We don't know what happens. <laughs> Amazing. So we're. I waiting think they were the, doing a little slap fight as they the, argued. The spin-off of Clary and Emma's cop show. They're the real Ghostbusters. Oh my god! Yeah, we're going to talk about the ghosts. Yeah, let's talk, let's about, talk ghosts. about ghosts. The ghost thing is Tracy and Susan. Tracy and Susan, two people who I do not remember. Susan is Emma's mum. Okay. Tracy is Susan's sister, and Emma's aunt. So that's typically how Tracy that just started. Was, just started working at Grey Gables. It was the two people that we knew that were going up for this new reception job were Freddie, who just got out of prison, and Tracy, who... I can't believe they've ruined her character again. Oh, no. She was really coming around, and then they made her um, a paranoid ghost freak. (laughs) I'm just wondering if she's going to get fired because she believes in ghosts. And I... Don't I don't know how think I feel you can about fire being... someone for believing well, in ghosts, Well, because she's being really inappropriate. So she got convinced that there's a ghost. So Grey Gables is there a is... hotel? Okay, so you know how sometimes I look at the fandom. There is a fan theory that Linda is faking all of the ghost stuff to get rid of Tracy. Oh my god. Which would just be the most convoluted bullshit. And it's definitely not true, but really funny. That Scooby Doo stuff, like they pull off the mask and it's Linda. Like Lit- I would have gotten away with it if it weren't. There was for a you. whole thing going on where someone got covered in raspberry compote. And <laughs> And and that's um, the most arches uh, thing. Tracy saw them in the window and thought it was a ghost covered in blood. <laughs> How do you? And I'm like, this is so funny. I wonder if Will has killed himself yet. Oh, Jesus. 
That was what I was thinking. The whole, you can't do a raspberry whiplash. compound ghost plot line while I'm wondering if Will Grundy is going to kill himself. Is this in the same episode? They're in like the same like the same like, week. region of everything's happening at once. Oh my god, the Brian stuff is happening as well. There was a whole thing with Brian and Neil where Brian was like, I think Jenny thinks I'm bad in the bedroom. I think Jenny thinks I have a tiny penis. And then... <laughs> And then, and then, and then it turned out that Jenny's now an agony aunt, and that was a letter from someone. But there was a bunch of innuendo where Brian tried to explain it to Neil, and he was like, going to Neil, he was like, uh, you see, I was a bit premature, and I was like, oh, can I die now? <laughs> yeah, so they were having dinner, and Brian was like, I must... I must indulge and um, discuss a marital issue issue with you, Neil. And and Neil was like, "Please don't, <laughs> don't don't do this to me, please." Yeah, I I so. like imagined in the narrative that Brian w- Brian was like holding it like holding a wine bottle and a knife in the other hand. And was like, <laughs> "Let me talk to you about my marital problems." And Neil, Neil was like, "Let me go." Aunt, please, aunt, please untie these ropes and let me go. Please, Neil, your penis. So your penis is Brian very large, was under Brian. the impression that um, uh, Jenny thought he was a um, a beta cuck. Um, <laughs> Brian was under the impression that Jenny thought he couldn't get it up, which is a common old man problem, um, because he'd found a letter to an agony aunt, but he found oh. out that Jenny was the agony aunt. Classic. And she was giving the advice. Classic because the archers is now being being written by by Mixer Splitlick. The <laughs> archers version of Mixer Splitlick. I I I don't know. Like it is crazy. This is some proper sitcom stuff. Cow, cowie splits, right? Like <laughs> I hate myself. This is really like sitcom. Yeah. slapstick level yeah. comedy and, and then, so he's at dinner being I, like I think my penis is too I small I can't tell when later Brian was trying to explain to Neil that he'd misunderstood I could not for the life of me tell if Brian was deliberately fucking with him or not and it was driving me crazy because he was saying things that he should have known he was like I, I was a bit premature and Neil was like okay Wait, this was when he was explaining the mistake? Yeah. Oh. It's a bit premature. Um, With his assumption that, yeah. But, um, but also... I, I, like, crossed... He was, like, cross wires. He did, like, another, like, grossly annoying double entendre I think we well. really just need to just bash this one out. It was along those lines, yeah. I think I've d- very successfully deleted it from my brain, so I can't recap it. <laughs> you did that, you were like, I'm, oh no, Alex I, will want to know. Know, you know me, I love a good bit of like, A-A-A, I love a good bit of that, but um, I hate Brian, and I wish he would shut up. Uh, and this was happening around the same time that we were yeah. dealing with, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was happening, and then ghosts. Tracy and Susan. Yeah, ghost they hunters. went looking for a ghost, and they got spooked. They got spooked in, in Grey Gables, and by, Roy. Roy uh, is raspberry like, coolie. That was one of them, but they also like a shower turned on, <gasps> and Roy was like the plumber's in. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how showers work, though. And at, 
Oh, no, wait. So this was a good bit of double entendre that I enjoyed, but it was in the course of being extremely depressed with the archers. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, um, I've had, Tracy said, I've had many men looking at my plumbing and I know what it sounds like. And I was like, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, Tracy gets it. <laughs> yeah. Tracy really does get it. Okay. Well... <laughs> But but that isn't how plumbing works. You don't turn showers on magically. Well, when you're messing with water, sometimes. Okay, okay. I, I think mean, it's, I yeah. think it's a real ghost. I mean, we could. The archers is fiction, and. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not even gonna address it. What do you mean? Go... But it's a go. Go on. Which which version of this are you saying? I'm not saying that the arches isn't fiction. I realise that it's not real. What I'm saying yeah. is that everything else in the arches is based heavily in reality. The BBC would not play us like this. Yeah. If the BBC says that ghosts are real, that Grey Gables is haunted. I'm sorry. Yeah, the BBC's got to be unbiased, you know. But it's an unbiased platform. It really does occur to me. They're not, they're not two sizing here. They seem to fictionally be coming really down on the on, narrative that ghosts aren't real. That aren't real. I it think is... the BBC has broken its promise to the British public. I think we should all write to the BBC and tell them they're not. I'm not saying taking... ghosts are real, BBC Radio Four, <laughs> but I am saying by uh, suggesting they're not, you are fascist i don't know i couldn't think of the end <laughs> no end no but by, by suggesting fascist is a bit strong. by coming yeah um, by coming down so heavily on mm-hmm. uh the idea that ghosts aren't real mm-hmm. they're shutting the door to civil discourse <laughs> <laughs> about the possible existence of ghosts yes in spooky hotels it's very important that in this in this time of political turmoil that we listen to people who believe in ghosts well all i'm saying is today ghosts tomorrow what else will they not let us talk about i need to know where you actually come on apple trees come down on with ghosts gender i i need look we we decided before this there's only there's we decided at the start there's only two genders granada and flapjack so <laughs> sorry yeah two sides <laughs> okay uh, you, you want to know where I come down on ghosts? The, the, third, in the, third, the third gender is... Is the, Raspberry Cooley. Is Raspberry Cooley. Now, what's a cross between... What's a, something like Flapjack and... Oatmeal? And, uh, not really. It's like a sloppy Flapjack. Mm. I hate that I said that out loud. You're a bit of a sloppy Flapjack, aren't you? <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I need to know... For real, whether I believe in ghosts or not. Well, it's not necessarily whether you believe in ghosts or not. I think I know the answer to that. (laughs) But I need to know where you stand on ghosts. I try and not stand on ghosts. (laughs) It's very rude. It's very unpolite. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean where I stand on ghosts? So I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm very superstitious instinctively. And yeah, and I've seen weird shit and felt weird shit and... Who hasn't, you know? That's much more exciting than I don't stand anywhere. But I am levitating right now, if that helps. 
Yeah, we're both levitating. <laughs> We've been ghosts the whole time. Through different means, though. I'm I, I'm using science fiction means and um, mine's Alex all is fantasy. using magic. So. Yeah, mine's all fantasy and yours is sci-fi. <laughs> I think that's it. We'll just end by maybe saying, is this ghosts. where we're going in is this where we think the show is going Ooh. are they talking about this rewilding stuff some more or what is the plot I, looking like it's going it's down the really line it's really hard for me to say what i think what do you want to see in the in the before we talk i don't again? know what i want to see but i do have a i do have a a suspicion mm-hmm. my initial thought with the rewilding stuff was oh this is gonna crash and burn Oh man. It was just the vibe I was getting. Also, a I new writer will come should. in and and forget about it. There's that. I mean, theoretically, half a million rewilding. They're going to be doing this for 5 to 10 years. Mm. Someone will pick it back up. Yeah. Well, when we're writing the arches. I mean, it's going to take over Phoebe's entire life. She's the only one of them that doesn't have a job. So either she will keep this topic going on the show or she will disappear yeah. from well, the show Well, there's a bit a that they have to do right now, which is Pip, Rex, and Phoebe have to meet with Peggy to discuss funds and yeah. what they're going to do next. I just genuinely... I guess I'm excited to know what they're going to do next. Yeah, I definitely am. Is the first step going to be buying land or convincing people to give them land mm. or... We don't know. Um, they're going to be focused on Ambridge, though, theoretically. And I'm excited to learn more about rewilding if they give more information. And I think it's great that they gave this to Phoebe because she's the voice of the future, or if we're going to put it that way, on the show, really. <laughs> oh, I assume next time we're talking as well, Adam and Ian's baby will have been born. Oh, that'll be exciting. Gay yeah. baby. Gay baby. What if I we love the you. gay baby? You know, Eli I really gay feel like I think a lot because I do want to be an actor. I think a lot about auditioning to be on the Archers. That's that's when commit, this podcast though. comes full circle. Is when you come in and tell us what you've been doing on the Archers. Oh my God, if we stop doing this podcast in like a year's time, and then in like two years' time, I'm on the Archers. That's why we come back and we do a celebratory episode. <laughs> It's just me hosting on my own, guessing what's happening. We're changing happening the name the of this podcast to Ray Will Be in the Archers. <laughs> no! We've got to get you art. Ambridge to Ray. <laughs> it is no longer going nowhere, it's going directly to Ray. As I usually say, do you have any final questions? I. Is the ghost real? Is the ghost real? Yes. Or is the ghost Linda? I Those are your only options. The ghost. Is Hilda Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think the ghost is Tracy's um, uh, long-lost evil twin. Brilliant. So let me know that that's definitely the case next month. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I've been Alex Horn. I've been Ray Walsh. And close that gate or those cows will turn into gold. I've been in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, love you. Love you. Bye.